Hi, uh, hi, John. Thank you very much uh, for coming to my show. Yes, hi. Thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. So uh, uh, I have gone through a profile. I can see uh, you have worked in IT industry for a long time, uh, more than 20 years. Then uh, uh, you become a full-time content creator. Now you are helping uh, the uh, world with uh, creating content and uh, uh, telling uh, how technology works with all the experience. And I also see you worked in cloud for eight years. Yeah, uh, wow, you said 20 years. I feel a little old actually when I hear that it makes me feel old. But yeah, I've been in IT for wow, I started oh, my early 20s somewhere around there. I was in retail before and then I just jumped right into IT. I had a an internship, basically somebody gave me a chance, got started. And then throughout the career, I mean, we can dive into any of that. Uh, but thank you for saying I create helping the world create content. I don't think my reach is that far yet, but thank you so much. So, so before talking about you and the work that you are doing, also the work that you have done, uh, can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah, of course. So. Sorry, first of all, I got to thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I really appreciate it. It's always nice to be on others uh, as a podcaster myself. I'm usually the person hosting it, so I apologize if I take over any duties. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about myself. My name's John Meyer. Uh, I own Meyer Media. I also do a podcast called John Meyer Podcast, and I can you know explain why it just says John Meyer. But my uh, company itself is how to put it in a single phrase. It's all around storytelling, telling that compelling story, right? So from customer case studies, interviews, workshops, hands-on, and creating that content. And the way that you create that content is you have to dive into the customer and their story. Everybody has a story to tell. It's how you tell the story that makes it compelling. And then to just kind of spin it off, is that uh, the John Meyer podcast started out being called the Daily Tech Show. Before that, was like the AWS Blogger. And then I got tired of changing the name. So I just easily made it the John Meyer Podcast, John Meyer Experience, whatever you want to call it. And the reason I did is because I don't have to change it again, and people actually know by name what it is, what it does, and uh, they can actually easily reference me online. So 250-plus interviews is not a small number. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, when I started out interviewing, uh, just like yourself, I reach out to people and they want to join the podcast. They want to join and be interviewed or talk to it. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And the first 20, th this is my first tip that I'll provide it. The first 20 are the easiest whenever you do a podcast. We all know 20 people that's like, yeah, I want to join your podcast. Let's jump on there and let's do it. After that, you got to keep going at it. You got to keep finding people, cultivating and pushing it out. And I have done so many. I can't believe that I have done that many and just continuously growing. I enjoy it. I have a lot of energy doing the podcast. I enjoy, you know, when I start out and I just like introducing the person. Now I'm really prescriptive on how the story's being told and really kind of getting out what is the value that the audience see out of it. I absolutely love it. I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I see myself growing and pushing out more and more episodes. Uh, so, Mayor Media. So, why this name and uh, why? What, what is the intention and what is the objective of yours? The objective of Meyer Media is to become the ultimate storytelling platform. In a nutshell, right? Uh, we are growing. I actually have uh, employees on my payroll, which is great. I mean, having your first one is really nerve wracking. But as we grow, I have a video editor, social media marketing. And the things that we love doing here as a team is taking that person's story and working with customers and clients and just saying, hey, listen, here's the value that we see out of it is that a compelling story like a customer case study is the best thing. And being done by a third party, a trusted third party in the community is builds even more and more compelling reasons. You can do your own customer case studies and post them, and those aren't a problem. But people kind of see that as like you're tooting your own horn. Where you have a third party, I'm an objective. I come in there and I ask specific questions around it, and we dive into it in the conversation. We start to humanize the person behind the brand. People trust people. 
people buy from people. They will buy from a person and they're not they're ultimately buying that brand behind the person. So, you know, Meyer Media is growing. I love hosting events, not only podcasts, but I love jumping on and bringing my energy and fun and keeping the crowd not only entertained, but educated throughout the process. Uh, can I say it is an uh, edutarian? <laughs> you can definitely say that. Uh, I haven't used that word, but I like it, so we can stick with it. Uh, I've gone through a lot of videos of yours. Uh, you have so much energy, so much positivity, so much knowledge, uh, so many points that you bring up, uh, so authentic, so clear. So can I say all this is came from like 28 years of your uh, technology experience? Yeah, that's probably actually a good uh, capturing of my show. I mean, I've always had high energy. And I can tell you right now, what I am doing today, I never thought I would be doing two years ago, right? Let alone 20 years ago. I always thought I was going to be that person that worked in a big company and kind of grew up and went into the IT, the management aspect of it. But I love being hands-on. And I found myself uh, adapting to being in front of a camera. I was creating content for a couple of learning academies and I love the aspect of educating and creating this content and editing this content. And my energy that comes with it, being on camera, people like gravitate towards it and I love it. When the camera turns on, my energy level goes up. Like I'm so super excited and thing. And then behind the camera when I'm talking to people, my energy's there too. I love to have fun, but I want make, I want to make sure people are getting something out of the value of it. And it, it helps knowing that you feel the same way when watching my videos. When people reach out to me and say, John, I loved it. I loved your energy. I love watching your stuff or whatever it is. That just one person that reaches out to you makes everything all worth it. But uh, I can see your your work is so, I mean, it contains so much value and so much quality. And also the guests uh, that you uh, pick up so how do you do this uh, what what you'll put in your mind while presenting uh, content so you want to know about like the process of going through like maybe a podcast or hosting an event and what it looks like from my end uh you, you, how you are able to connect uh, with uh, with the world because uh, like i use the vegetarian uh, you are you are a person with knowledge with so much experience personally uh, working in technology and cloud and now uh, you came uh, uh, in front of camera and uh, you are uh, now talking with people and uh, uh, trying to explore the technology minds and putting it out. So uh, uh, do you know that you are uh, a, a person, a people's person before coming into uh, media? <laughs> a people's person. Wow, I haven't actually thought of that. I am an extrovert. I go out there and I talk to and I like engaging and I like networking. And I think that's one of the things that makes uh, my job a lot easier is what happens is I have no problem connecting with people and doing uh, and sharing a lot of the information. When I come into maybe like a podcast or I come into an event and do it, I start to connect with my audience or start to connect with my guest. I'll, I'll I'll reach out there and I'll see a couple of compelling stuff that people are posting. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. I think we can tell people about it. Here's what happens from a content creator perspective, just like you say. Here, here's what you do is you see somebody online and you're like, you gravitate towards that person. You see that they have a compelling story. You don't see their visibility. You don't look at that, that they're going to help you personally elevate your brand. You see their story that's gonna elevate somebody else that they're gonna enjoy. And you're like, you do that bold ass. Just like, uh, you know, you you asked me to jump onto the podcast. I was like, yeah, let's do this. I do the same thing and I reach out. People are gonna say no, they're not gonna to want to, no big deal, you go on to the next. Cause you know, ultimately some people have, you know, they have the right to say no to joining the podcast. And one of the things that I like is that bold ass to jump out of there. A, a good friend of mine, has taught me that a bold ask is very important because the worst thing they can do is say no. And from there, what I do is I build chemistry with that person. I'll, I'll do a pre-kickoff call. We'll, we'll talk about some things. We'll engage. We'll have a little bit of fun. And ultimately what happens within not only a storytell or a podcast is I'm like, hey, you know, 
we would have clicked record on this and this would have been the podcast. And then people start to get so relaxed in that conversation that they open up to you. They share with you. It's like having it's like sitting down, having a cup of coffee with them. They want to share what's going on. They want to tell the world what's going on. And part of my job, what I do is having that experience, not only in tech and staying up to date on tech and reading all this stuff and learning new things is a constant you know, that you do on the side. People realize that when you jump onto like a podcast or recording that you did a lot of work jumping into it. But once you jump into it, that's where the energy comes in. People are like, wow, this is really good. This is informative. Uh, you are already a successful person being in technology, worked in different roles and uh, different positions, acquiring so much knowledge and leading, uh, uh, working with teams. Uh, this job that you have took is completely different from what you have done before. So there must be a strong reason for you. I'm going to leave another tip is it's okay to switch careers. My career started out in retail and from there my career went to IT. My career is still in IT because I still educate myself in technology, but now I'm a content creator. I'm a host, uh, an MC. And once called a glorified host, which is fine with me because my energy level comes with it. And I think one of the things that you have to realize is that your careers are going to change and it's not it's where your passion goes. Right. Uh, I'll leave you not leave you this, but I want to kind of iterate on this is that. When I was in IT in my career, even like a year ago or two years ago is one of the things that happened was I was actually dealing with a lot of customers and cloud management tools. And when the pandemic hit, I started doing and creating content, webinars, live streaming, and I found myself really enjoying it. I found myself jumping on camera and having no problem. And one of the f funny things was when you early on, when you start editing videos of yourself, you just can't ha stand the sound of your own voice, but you get used to it. You just, it's just like numbs it out. And I'm sure you experienced this. I, is that my career changed and I didn't decide it. It's where I was attracted to. It's where they gravitated, all, all the stuff here. Everybody started enjoying what I'm putting on. And when you called me success in it, I still have that imposter syndrome. I am not successful yet. And I don't know if I'll ever be there, but that's my drive. That allows me to continuously drive towards my goals and always increase my goals to the next thing. So I think while I started out in one path where I'm at, I don't know if this is my end path. I still have so much and so many things that I want to do that I'm enjoying this because it's not work. It's fun to me and it allows me to give back. And uh, can I say your voice, your base voice is one of your assets for doing this podcast? Okay. I, that's the first time I've ever heard that. In fact, <laughs> that is definitely the thank you. Uh, I don't know how many people enjoy the sound of my voice. It, like I said before, it does get something that when you're editing videos, it's like, do I really sound like that? Thank you. Uh, I've never heard that before, but I'll take it. Uh, and uh, storytelling. Uh, the way you tell story is very engaging. So uh, do you have that uh, quality in you when you are working in industry or uh, you uh, uh, you one day suddenly realize that I have this quality. Let's go uh, in front of camera. Let's create content. But you are very successful when you came to know that when you uh, uh, started putting on 250 plus interviews and very engaging and uh, very the, the, your questions, the answers, the content is very, very good so so valuable i can see so where these qualities came from uh, for you so the qualities came from over time in fact i'll tell you what i'll give you a little secret i don't know what i'm doing right i mean like I, <laughs> I'm just, but in all honesty when i started out and started doing it I would ask the basic questions and start going through it, but I didn't research these questions. It's part of that natural conversation, that inquisitive stuff. Imagine yourself sitting down with somebody and you're having that cup of coffee and they say, yo, John, I got this story to tell you. And they say, 
hey, I went to the store and I bought this and I got home. And you're like, oh, that's it? I mean, like, come on, tell me a little more about it. What did you do? Why did you go there? What was the decision on this? Right. So part of a storyteller is you're diving into their actual story and you're pulling that out of them. Like I said, everybody has a story to tell. It's the information from it. And I learned through the conversation to ask more inquisitive questions. I also did training. I actually had a public speaking coach, uh, a gentleman who wrote a lot of things and was recommended by a good friend of mine. And I did a public speaking like two two years ago. And I wrote this awesome article, this awesome introduction thing and went through it. And you saw like so every movie has three parts. There's part the beginning, the middle has two parts and the ending, you know, the whole story, the climax and then the end. Right. And then the climax has two parts, uh, 2A and 2B, if you want to break those in. And it's all about taking that person's story and format it to storytelling that's been around for thousands of years. I learned throughout the way. I, If you look at my first interview to the first one, to the last one now, is that we take something and we grab their story, we grab the information, and we start off and we just dig into it further and further. And we know when to pivot, when that story has kind of ended, but you still want to add more to the audience. You pivot and add on and be like, so in this part of the story, you indicated X. How does that transition to your life now? And now you just move from one story to another where it gets to be compelling for the audience to listen even further. And you're like, you envision yourself in that story. You got to feel that they're there with you. And uh, your podcast is specially for? So are, are you talking like, what do I center around for my podcast? Do I gear towards one type of you know genre or one type of technology? Or is it just around anything in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, who are your target uh, audience? Okay, so I love this question. You want to know why? My target audience is for everybody. Yeah, you can some marketing persons listening, something like you can't have everybody. Actually, I can. And the reason that I feel that I can have everybody is, yeah, I have the tech, uh, the practitioners, the technicals, the engineering audience. But I, everybody that's listening, I've had an Americana singer on, right? And he did an improv singing and like really just strummed it out. I love it. Charlie Cope, huge shout out to you for joining me on mine. Then I've had, you know, tech people. They'll jump in and they'll talk about theirs. I've had FinOps where they're going to talk about the technology. They're going to dive into it. The whole thing about my show is here's how I kind of center myself. And I wrote this two years ago is that I am the Ellen DeGeneres of talk shows, but I'm the Luke Bryan of podcast. I have a natural inquisitive thing, but I have a quirky personality. So I have an energetic, but I also like to dive into a story a little bit more and have a little bit of fun. Mix those two together and you get me. And uh, what is your style of telling story? So my style of telling stories, and I'll tell you about like a typical, you know, like customer case studies that I do or a podcast. Here's what we do is I talk to the person a little bit. I take their story and I write three bullet points, three things out of it. If you ever look at or listen to my podcast, it's unscripted. There is not a script in the world. You can see that we're not reading anything. It's natural human. That is the style. The conversation you and I are having right now, that is a podcast. That is what people want to listen to. They want to listen to your faults. They want to listen to your success. They want to know that you are human. That's exactly what the style of my podcast does is that we take that natural human ability to have a conversation and we click record. End of story. And uh, what is your motivation? What is your uh, driving force to do this? My driving force is easy. I love this. It's not work. And, and why I continue to love this, I'm going to continue to do it because it doesn't take much effort on my part to do it because I, ha I for some reason I cannot explain is that everybody says that, hey, John, this is great what you're doing. I enjoy it and on it. And me, I feel like I'm still like, a, like an intern at it or I'm a noob. I, I feel like I, I'm still new at this whole entire process, but I enjoy it. 
And I think that's why it dries and gets people to come and listen and watch is because I still feel as if I'm just starting out and my energy will continuously be there. If you look and listen to any of mine from beginning to end, my energy level has only increased. Yeah, I can see uh, so much energy in you with every person that you uh, talk and engage with. So how how that uh, how? Uh, I mean, when you wake up in the morning and uh, your mind says that, go, let's do it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another little secret about me. Every single podcast, video call event I do, I'm nervous. No lie. If you're not nervous, then I don't know if you're doing it right. You should be nervous because you sh- that's where your energy comes from is some of that nervous ability. But I do some prep work. I do it. I come in, I click record, and then all of a sudden, it turns on. My energy level increases during the thing when the camera comes on and the person I'm talking to, and I, we feed back and forth off that energy. It just happens. I, I honestly can't explain where it comes from besides the caffeine and coffee that I drink in the morning. But I think just having fun at doing these and talking with people is where the energy comes from. And how you choose people? Because uh, you talk to two different people and uh, do you have plan that I want to uh, interview this person? I want to uh, tell the story of this person uh, because you have unique way of telling the story and which is very engaging and which is connecting and also the bass voice as like I said, your voice is also very uh, 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 unique thing. I actually don't go out and actively say I want to uh, interview somebody from this area or this community or that community. I'm on social media. If I'm scrolling and I see somebody and they're talking about something and I love how they're they're coming across, how they're telling the story or the story itself, I'm like, that person, I want them on the show. And I don't even know who they are. I just the story is what drives me to them. I don't care of their status, where, what if they're a VP or an engineer. That has nothing to do with the conversation. It's the person who wants to tell the compelling story and the story that's tied to it. That drives me to having them onto the show. And uh, how your previous experiences are helping you to do uh, this happen? My previous experience and current experience in tech and dealing with customers and talking and networking and socializing has really helped me within the podcast community, has helped me not only reach out there and gain visibility. And I will add another tip for you. You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of I don't have time, reschedulings and not being able to do it. Don't worry about it. Keep plugging at it. It, what it does is your own driving factor for your success and what you want to do is what's going to ultimately do it. I can tell you two years ago, I pro- nobody probably ever even heard of me or saw some of my stuff. And now it has gained a lot of visibility and people are reaching out to me to join the podcast to be like, hey, listen, I love being on there. I want to talk about X. And we talk and I'm going to see. And I've actually really never said no to anybody really joining the podcast because uh, you know, I enjoy talking to people. I Like I said, everybody's got a story. So having my experience and continuously education in tech and improving my techniques has made me a better person, made me a better storyteller, has made me a better host. You interviewed so many people. So what feedback that you got? I, so I ask almost every single guest afterwards how they liked it. Did they enjoy it? With the exception of one that we joke about, and I'm going to give a shout out to Kobus because uh, he was interrupted at the end of our recording. He's like, yeah, I had a good time. And it was so dull. And he was responding in a semi-natural way. It was funny. So huge shout out to you, Kobus, if you're watching this then. Um, I always ask my guests at the end, what did you like? What didn't you like? How can I improve? You know, customer feedback loot. And would you be willing to just go on recording on what you felt from it? And I'll tell you what, everybody, when they come on it and if they at the end of it, I want them feeling that they had value. They enjoyed the conversation, that it wasn't a a lot of work for them, that they could come in and be themselves. Everybody at the end 
says they love it. I mean, I can feel it from them. It's not one of those, yeah, I loved it type thing. They're like, oh, my God, this was awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. And they always feel grateful while I'm grateful for them to join. They, you know, they, they feel good. Having them feel good about themselves when they leave and that they had some value out of it is one of the best things. Uh, you are very brave uh, when I was watching and when I was uh, uh, trying to understand what you are asking and what you are, uh, uh, how you are presenting uh, your work. Uh, it seems uh, you are very strong uh, uh, and uh, very uh, confident uh, uh, talking with anybody. So do you feel tough uh, uh, talking with different people? When I talk with different people, uh, there was a guest, and it just comes right to mind, that was in the AI ML space and the HPC hypercomputing, another one um, at AWS, and his thought process was so far there, I was like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to understand and ask him questions? But that's actually one of the compelling things about doing interviews is that I don't know. I have no clue in some instances. So I, my question, I'm going to dig into it. And that's exactly what the audience is looking for because, you know, it, it always makes somebody really nervous to ask a question. They don't want to feel like the dumb person in the room. I'm okay feeling like the dumb person in the room because I want to ask a question to understand it and I'll do it for you. I will dig into it and I will ask some of those because even though I might not know the answer or I do know the answer, I have to ask some of those questions for the audience because they want to understand it. They want to dive into a little bit for it. So there's there's two sides of it. One, I can know exactly everything we're talking about, but I'm still going to ask the questions that I know the answers to because I want my audience to understand it and I want my guests to portray it to the audience and explain it. The other side of it is that I don't know, and that's the same answer. I want to ask those questions that I don't know or that I want the audience to help and understand it. There is a, uh, a thing, I, oh, is it Friedman's theory? Or uh, I'm going to butcher the name. But anyway, it's basically study something, learn it, explain it like you're explaining it to the fifth grader, improve, repeat, and do it all over again and kind of fine-tune some of that knowledge. And that's exactly what I do on certain of the subjects. I'll do an investigation. I'll study it. So there's it's always fun to learn new things. So which age group people are connecting with you and what country people are connecting with you? Country, I'm going to say globally. Uh, you never thought at one point, like a couple of years ago, that you could have a global audience. It was one of those things that as a company, if you were specifically based maybe US, UK, India, that you only kind of did business within those areas. For me, People are connecting everywhere. My customers, my clients are everywhere. My viewers are everywhere. The age group, I'm going to say the age group is anywhere between, you know, like a fresher, like 20s, somebody that's kind of starting out, all the way up to 50s, 60s. Because technology doesn't, the technology is not getting old. It's always getting newer. People are learning new technology. And it kind of goes up to that, you know, that age group because I find that my typical demographic is anywhere between the 30s and 50 type area, but it does spread out because as a global audience allows you to reach anybody. Uh, you, uh, you yourself by, uh, are a, uh, a, a content. You don't need uh, a, uh, a content to uh, create because of the experience that you have in technology uh, 28 plus years. And uh, what do you say? Because uh, the, you have knowledge about a lot of topics that you have experienced or worked with, or you can talk about a lot of tools or uh, uh, a lot of experiences. Personally, you have so much to express. Uh, but you become the host now. You are interviewing, you are questioning. Do you think that uh, uh, the, the content person in you, not the content creator, the person who has content, in yourself is missing in your content or you are able to put that content in, in, in the form of questions to other, uh, in, in your, in your media. I don't think I'm missing out. I think I'm able to do what you said and take the content that's in me and push that out while I'm not creating a lot of, like you said, I'm creating content by me being the content and the podcast. 
And I think that's where I'm not missing out is that I get to do that. I get to do that exponentially. There are some videos that you'll never see me in, but my company actually does or has a hand in. But I get to create it. I get to be on the other side of it. And I know it's like a, a director, right? He creates this awesome movie. He's got all these characters who are on the main screen. But you don't see the direct. Well, in most cases, you don't see the director in the movie, but they do little cameos. But they get they feel the passion. They feel the, the power behind it that they're like, wow, I created that and the views and everything's off of it. So I don't think I'm missing out on creating the content, being the content creator and being part of it in most cases. And uh, what is the connection between human and technology? Oh, wow. Uh, it will never stop. It's always growing. Humans always have that natural inquisit about them. And for technology is that they always want to learn like you and I. We want to share those things. We want to share stories. We want to jump on it. We always feel compelled to, if we've learned something new, to create some content and share it. So like us with storytelling, we feel really compelled to share somebody else's story with whether it's technology, whether it's doing something. Technology is always going to play a part in our lives and has always played a part. And it's just going to increase and it's going to allow us to reach a broader audience. For you and I, the next thing that comes up, you know, where we share like Instagram, YouTube, all the social media platforms, the, the next one's going to come online and it's going to overtake those and it's going to push out. We're going to learn new stuff, new techniques on how to do our jobs, how to do the things that we're passionate about, how to create more content. It's just never going to stop. And I think it's just a natural segue into creating more. And uh, you are talking with people who are engineers, who are talking with computers, and also you are talking with the business leaders who are managing and uh, uh, making things happen, who are doing the leadership thing. So uh, how does uh, it feel uh, talking with uh, different uh, uh, levels of uh, technology workers? For me, there was a there was a time where you were only speak to C-suite or engineers. And this person would talk to that and you had to talk in different languages for different types from C-suite to the engineer, the engineer who's hands on and understands the technology where the executives who weren't technical at the time, they could speak at the high level of the business and where the driving factors are. What's really cool now is that a lot of executives have technology backgrounds. And I think that should be, I don't want to say a requirement, but that's great. That's like a positive because you can go in there and geek out with the leaders, but you can also geek out with the engineers. Yeah, my verbiage might change very slightly when speaking between the two of those, but I actually, I, I split them and I talk in between. Why I do that is because that's how I am and I like being technical and quirky and I like personalized with them. I understand what the engineers are doing and I understand the hands-on that they're working with and the problems and everything that they're going through. And for me, I also, with the executive, I understand the business side of it and the driving factors and the value of doing something. I don't like splitting the two. I understand that that's kind of old methodology of thinking. I like actually kind of going and, you know, I, I mean, I like splitting them because they actually help me understand both sides of the aspect and being able to speak both languages really helps the engagement. But how this global connectivity uh, came in you? That was by accident. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you what, you know what? Platforms like YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, being able to post on those and share your stuff, that's where the global aspect comes in it. Uh, the conferences, you go to a conference, whether it's in the US, UK, India, wherever you go for that conference, you're going to connect. I think one of the things that uh, happened in the last few years is that connection, meeting people, sitting down, talking and having a conference or networking, coffee, whatever it is. Everything was remote with everything getting back and almost fully back to normal. These conferences are key and a valuable part of not only the humanized aspect of it, but getting stuff done through a business, because a lot more happens when you're face to face with somebody than in most cases like remote or like maybe a business exchange or getting something done, right? Going global was an accident 
And going to all these events helps go global because you get to see anyone from like, you know, when I'm based in the U.S. And when you go to like an event, say, in New York, everybody's coming over from the U.K., coming over from the West Coast. You see some people from Canada, from Australia. And I think that helps grow your global audience by just going to these events and utilizing these social platforms. And uh, running a media channel and uh, creating content regularly and being consistent. So how you are able to do this? Uh, it's That gets difficult. I'll tell you what, when I was doing it as a side gig, a side hustle a couple of years ago, it was full-time job and full-time side hustle. I mean, you were putting in a ton of hours just to keep your visibility and your content flowing. And one of the biggest things, uh, you know, branching out for myself and growing a team behind me is that it takes a team in order to do this. One person, great, but you are limited. You are the auto scaling factor, right? You cannot scale yourself to be in multiple places at once. So you are would be a blocker. Having a team helps you do this, right? And consistency. Posting and sharing consistency and getting your content out there is one of the key factors. If you're going to do podcasts, you're going to do episodes, you're going to create content, do it on a standard that your audience is starting to realize. You do you post every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, stick with it. But only commit to what you can do to start. You can always increase. You can't decrease without your audience knowing. I post a podcast every Wednesday, anywhere between 11 and 1 o'clock, right? So that's kind of my time frame. That's key for me on the East Coast because my oil reach my audience globally. And I always think my global audience, not just mine or the West Coast or over, you know, UK. I want a global audience. So what's the optimal time for the best benefit of my video? So consistency and having a team to do it. Where are you going to post? Sharing out on, you know, multiple social media and multiple audio channels. Um, also on. So my podcast is on Apple, Amazon, Spotify. You can find me and in. You actually type John Meyer podcast. I come right up. And that's so weird to me is that I'm like in the top, like first page, every single thing. And there's so much is because I'm always posting and sharing video contents or stuff that's happening. And uh, with this impacting uh, with your media or with your content and uh, the effect that you're creating, because uh, you have succeeded uh, very fast uh, uh, after completion of your uh, work in technology uh, you took very less time to reach everywhere and uh, 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 as a as a as a uh, uh, as a host i see there are so many so many uh, uh, global points that uh, uh, in your work which only you have that only you can do uh, that is making you reach very fast and uh, uh, everywhere you are energetic you are positive your analysis your questioning and uh, you are presenting and also being very consistent, also being very particular about what you talk with people. So uh, do you know that uh, you are very uh, content creator before coming uh, into content creation? I started out creating content for, and most might, might remember at Linux Academy, I did a summer thing for them. I started creating it, started editing content, and that's really where I found a lot of the passion. But I didn't fully get into doing what I'm doing now until two, two and a half years ago. And I'll let you into a little secret. I didn't. Most people see the success portion, right, what's happening now. But I've been doing this for three years, been posting and sharing content heavily and doing it three years. It's only until recently has it taken off more because – I was doing my consistency. I was always putting something out there. And then all of a sudden, it starts to gain visibility and starts to help it out. You're not going to have overnight success. Yeah, there's that top 1% that do have it. But keep in doing it and sharing it at one point, you will get to where you want as long as you keep doing it and don't give up. So, you know, starting out, I didn't even know I was going to create content. I didn't even know I liked it. I thought, like I said, I thought I was going to be some corporate IT manager, supervisor somewhere. And working for myself has been one of the best moves. Uh, you interviewed uh, top influencers. So how is that uh, uh, presenting? Uh, or uh, Do you take special care when these influencers come to your show? 
just remember they're all human. So while their title or their top influencers, they're actually really cool. If you get them on a call, like a pre-call and you start talking, I can tell you what, everybody that's been on my show is just natural, has fun, is quirky. Like a, they have the same visibility or a higher visibility, but they love coming on and talking about it. And I treat them as like a friend. Like, like I said, we're sitting down having a conversation and I try not to shy, be too shy. There, ha there was some times where I was like, I want to say super nervous, you know, more nervous than normal. I'm like, I was having that um, imposter thing and I was like, oh my God, they're, they're on my show. Like, how is this possible? Now I just start to realize like, I'm thankful that these people are joining me, that they want to be on it and share their story. And if you treat them as a person that's sitting down, they will actually open up just the same with you. And it will be like a normal person you're interviewing. And it's pretty cool. And why you want to ask questions? Are you a curious person by nature? <laughs> as my wife would say, yes, I am very curious. I love asking a lot of questions. I want to know some things. I want to dive into things. And I will be that person that will ask the question, uh, raise his hand and be, ask a question because I know everybody else wants to, but might be shy about doing it. And that's the only way to do it. If something's not working in technology, if I want to understand something more, I uh, read a lot of books or I do a lot of audio books. I listen to a lot of things. I read a lot of articles. I just want to learn and soak in as much knowledge as possible. So I ask a lot of questions. So when you're asking uh, deeper questions to the experts, so what kind of uh, compliments that you get from them? Uh, some of the things that they'll, they'll provide to me like is, wow, that's a really good question. And they want to share some more deep knowledge of it. When you talk to an expert in a field, they understand that you're not an expert in it. So they'll stay high level. But when you start to be inquisitive and dive into it, so like uh, HPC hypercomputing, I'm not an expert in it, but I wanted to understand a little bit more. So when you ask and they use an acronym and you're like, wait a second, what is that acronym? And they start to explain it to you and most professionals will be able to explain it to you in a simplified manner that you'll understand and then you can dig into it a little bit further and then you dig into more and then you ask more questions. They like sharing the information, but if you're only gonna be like, if you if you be that person that says, oh, I don't understand that question or I don't understand what you're talking about and you shy away from it because you don't want to feel dumb or that you don't understand it. That's the totally the wrong approach when you're trying to tell a story. You need to dig into it. You need to be descriptive. You need to have more you know, in-depth questions for them. So why you create content? What is your uh, intention? Uh, to share, educate, and entertain my audience. Pretty much that's it. The content I create, I want to share with them. I want them, I, one, here, here's what I look at. If I create a video and I post it on YouTube or LinkedIn, if I get one like, I'm good. I don't look at like, oh, everybody got millions of views, thousands of, no, I, I just want somebody to feel that they got, got some value from it. And they were entertained at the same time. Do you want to change or do you want to uh, make things happen with your work in the world? One of the things I like to do that I would love to kind of strive towards, one of the biggest things is I like there are so many hosts out there that can entertain and educate that I look at and emulate and be like, that's what I would like to be like when I, you know, go on stage. I'd love to be at a main event, a conference, a speaking conference and hype up the crowd, but entertain at the same time, you know, and educate them and present the next person, but also provide my feedback and my expertise. I don't want to be just the host guy, but I also want to be a speaker somewhere and provide my knowledge, whether it's on content creating or other stuff that I do, that's not a problem me because when you go on stage, when you go in front of somebody and talking just like this, the natural passion that you get, the natural stuff that comes to you portrays in the voice, portrays in your speak that you're trying to, pro to provide everybody. And that's where the audience is like, man, this guy loves what he's doing. And you're talking to people who are, experts in different fields and uh, 
also experts in uh, different industries so uh, because and also they have a lot of knowledge on on that particular subject because they they have worked for a long time so uh, how how do you feel uh, talking with uh, expert who is uh, you know uh, is in front of you i feel educated or i want to feel educated and feel excited i want to learn what they're going to be talking about i want to learn that's why they're on the podcast i am curious and i'm inquisitive to their subject to their topic to their story so for me to actually pull out their story and sit down in front of them is one of the biggest things for me so storytelling is your uh, is is your goal as weird as it sounds yeah i mean i don't think i'll be james earl jones and his voice and his storytelling capabilities but i think sharing others and their stories is something that i enjoy and i like i have no I, i know it's weird like being on camera i never thought i would be like on camera all the time and i actually don't watch myself too much only when i'm editing or my video editor is doing it but having that story and sharing that and being part of that process is where the energy comes from so you are experiencing the experience people how is that at the time and afterwards it's thrilling like you have a it's the the passion shows why you're doing it and you get like this natural high feeling off of it by experience so like doing a podcast or recording it's like the energy level increases and you get this cool feeling and uh, today the technology uh, uh, we are using uh, uh, globally the countries are interconnected and humans are interconnected and uh, compared to previous years that you worked or uh, that you have seen there is so much change so you are the evidence of the evolution of technology you saw how things have been changed and changing so what humans are doing in technology and where we are today and what we are going to do next I think technology that has allowed us to connect remotely through video recordings uh content globally has allowed us to reach our audience at a new level has allowed us to not only educate them but provide them value at a new level we can now connect with more people than what we were used to only by going to a conference or having everybody fly in and doing a full like 2-3 day recording doing these quick ones has allowed us to reach more at a faster pace do you think that your podcast is being heard in other parts of the universe <laughs> uh you know what i actually hope so uh that would be that would be really interesting for somebody like hey i heard your podcast pretty cool <laughs> So at last what do you want to say to my audience about your work and uh, the 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 inspiring work that you're doing I'm going to leave everybody with a couple of tips or I've given you enough of them one of them is if you're want to get started out in podcast I had a conversation with a gentleman in Seattle the other day my Uber driver he's talking about doing a podcast and he's talking a lot of information he just doesn't know and then he wants to do this I said I'll give you a tip just do it just start recording improve every single one you're going to improve on what lesson did you learn to the next take a look at your first one and take a look at your last one your 10 in what did you improve always improve next thing get yourself some great audio audio is key got to have some great audio camera video people will forgive some of that grainy stuff they don't mind but audio will definitely improve uh the last thing i'd like to leave you with is for Sai. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe and notify for his channel because this has been awesome. And while you're at it, you can do the same for mine. So, uh your 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 feedback is extremely valuable for me because uh you you have so much experience in technology and talking with so uh experienced experts and exploring them. So, what is your observation about my work? Have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? Yeah, actually I see a lot of yours on Instagram. I see a lot of your videos coming up. Uh just you are doing the same thing that I'm doing. Reaching out and talking with anybody and everybody because everybody has a story to tell and just grinding it out and posting and creating those. I've been on your YouTube channel. I see you so much on Instagram. 
uh, you and I connected last year right before reInvent Time, and we didn't get a chance to get a recording in place. And then I reached out to you on uh, Twitter. I was like, hey, we got to get something going and uh, going on. Keep it, keep it up. The work that you're doing, the grind out, everything that you're doing, I know you have a regular job and doing this at the same time, and it will all work out for you at one point. Just don't stop. And uh, I did master's in software engineering, also bachelor's in computer science and engineering. Right now, I'm getting trained as AWS uh, DevOps engineer. So uh, me talking with experts like you who are already in the industry, who are from different parts of the world and talking with them uh, and knowing what uh, you have experienced and uh, uh, knowing how you people solve the problems, how you handle the projects, how uh, you make things possible. Uh, so learning uh, and getting this information from all you people, how this information is going to be helpful for me if I come in, come and work in IT in coming days. I'm glad it's helpful. Keep plugging away at it. Keep educating yourself. Keep doing what you're doing, Sai. I, I love the work you are putting out there, all the content. You're doing exactly what I'm doing, asking the right questions, digging into it more, and you're only going to improve. Sure. Do, uh, can you share your uh, social presence to my podcast business? Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube uh, at John Meyer. I'm roughly rounding out uh, 6,500 subscribers and almost a half a million views. I'm hoping to actually get a full million views by the end of this year. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at John Meyer. You can find me on Twitter at underscore John Meyer. Uh, anywhere on Apple Music, uh, wherever it is, Amazon Cast. It's it's all over the place. Spotify. If you type in John Meyer podcast. I have over probably 30,000 followers on all social media channels combined and just just trying to strive to provide more valuable content. So you can reach out anywhere. Uh, I'll, oh, share your, Instagram. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll share your links uh, uh, in, my, in the description of this video also uh, on the screen as well. People who find our video and uh, who finds our podcast uh, anywhere uh, can follow you and can listen you from anywhere in this world. All right. Thanks, Sai. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. Can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yes, you can. Also, uh, can I put this uh, audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Yep, you can put the full thing. Thank you again. Uh, keep uh, reaching and uh, I, want, uh, I want to see you uh, reach everywhere in the world. Thank you, Sai. And the same to you. I want to see more of you, and I can't wait to see the next video that you put out. Sure, sir. Thank you. Thank you again for your valuable time. Thank you, Sai, for having me. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.